Greetings and welcome, everyone. It's All You Can Geek Gamecast, episode 495. I'm one of your hosts, Jim Gass, joined by Mike Sneedy. What's up? Corey Feinstein. Hey. And Tony Korkanakis. Yosh. Welcome, guys. Welcome, listeners and viewers, to 495 of the Gamecast. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> that was so, a couple days ago when you listened to this. Two days ago. I guess I'll say it. And uh, I'm wearing my Star Wars shirt, so... <laughs> Um, but yeah, guys, uh, we've got a topic tonight of our top PlayStation 2 games. Uh, so we'll be doing our top five. I will give you guys a little teaser. We will be doing a new topic next week, um, our deep dives of a game franchise, discussing what that's going to be. We're not sure yet. Uh, take a little break from the lists. We want to give you the rest of these lists, too, so we'll be doing them throughout the year. So don't worry, we're not done with them, but we'll come back to them. Um, so we'll do PS2 then, and then we'll postpone Xbox and GameCube. And hell, at this point... We're going to be getting up to, this year, PlayStation 5 and Xbox, you know, One X, or, wait, Series X, it's a freaking confusing name, uh, and uh, so we can actually go maybe through our Xbox One X, our Xbox One games and PS4 games, so uh, we'll see. we got plenty of, uh, we're going to be caught up to the newest generation, possibly, with our top games. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, let's get into it, let's get into what we've been up to first. Kick us off, I've been playing hours upon hours of Final Fantasy VII, the remake, uh, and, uh, like, absolutely loving this game. Uh, I am, I, I mean, I'm on, I don't know if you want chapter numbers. Is it okay to say chapter numbers? Is that okay? I beat it as well. I know you beat it. Corey, do you mind if I say That's chapter numbers? That's fine. I'll chapter, be right back. I'm on chapter 15. Uh, chapter okay. 15. And I, I have a feeling I'm in, I'm in, I know I'm in the end game because I got that <laughs> classic video, video game message. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so um, I did everything though. I've got all the quests done. Uh, those, I'll tell you what, the the quests in Chapter 14, guys, they're a lot harder than you expect. I was like, these side quests, I'm like, I'm just gonna bull rush these these beasts, and I'm like, oh man, nope. Uh, I actually uh, wiped on one of them, so uh, I was like, oof, I, I did not expect the damage they were doing. Um, I also didn't upgrade my weapons as much as I should uh, for for my main Ooh. character, Cloud. Cloud. Ooh. I really, I, the side characters I did great with, but I feel like I'm like, I don't have any weapons for Cloud. So I'm like, I really spent the time in, in 14 to go around and up, compile those. And then it's like, but then he plays a bit different. So, cause I'm like, I got to do a little different moves, you know, get different materia. Uh, so, but I love that customized aspect. And that's what I loved about the first part, the, like the first version of this game, Final Fantasy VII, was the materia and, and customizing your attacks and combos and everything like that. Uh, so I just the game looks phenomenal. Uh, I'm about 25 hours in right now. I think 25. Uh, I've so, had trouble getting to play this. Yeah, I just I can't stop. Like I seriously like I'm skipping some work stuff. <laughs> so it's been quiet, and I'm just like I put it on because I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like I have I I put it on in the morning. I start playing it, and then I'm like uh, I help Ari with her schoolwork, and I'm like, well, I can't really focus on work if I'm helping her with her schoolwork so i might as well be able to like i can pause the video game i can't pause real life so let me just play the video game <laughs> sure <laughs> sensible so uh no just loving the game loving the game a lot mm-hmm. and uh, so i've also been watching the rest of that playthrough of resident evil i'm not done with it yet i have about 30 minutes left of that original resident evil game the game's freaking weird like plants and uh, killer plants sharks uh it's really like a lot of it's in the, the stories in the the notes that get left mm-hmm. there are a lot of stories in that notes and it's like you know so i have to when you're watching the playthrough they kind of skip through those so i have to keep kind of pausing it to read all those notes but 
you know, I hope I didn't miss much in the beginning, but I kind of know what I'm going on with it because I never got that original story. So I know of it because of the movie and I know of it because of what two happened in two, but you know, I didn't really get the original story ever. So I'm happy. I'm like enjoying this playthrough. Um, and it looks great. I just wish that the camera wasn't so shitty. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but, uh, that's it for me really. Um, Mike. Um, I have mostly continued zero, even after beating the main story. Uh, there's a lot of content in the, uh, the uh, cabaret club mm. and real estate businesses for my two characters. <laughs> so I've been building those up. It's it's silly and a little bit grindy, and but it still has my interest at this point. Um, and also uh, just trying to get the obscene amounts of money that it takes to fully level up your characters. Uh, so I'm still going with that, and a little bit back into Rocket League because uh, my friends, we were, we got to a four-person party now and uh, so we can't play Apex Legends anymore, so we had to go do the four-on-four uh, Rocket League, which is chaos. The mode is actually called chaos because it's really too many cars on the field at once, four-on-four. But um, it's fun, except uh, I've played it way more than them and uh, I'm just kind of waiting for them to catch up, but it's uh, it's still fun. And Rocket League just, it it's been this whole generation. I'm still playing it every now and then, so it's good. That's it. Cool. Cool. Uh, Tony? Um, so I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the last two podcasts or so, but at one point I played the Power Rangers fighting game. And I yeah. don't think I talked yeah. about it. Yeah. I think you might have. I don't know where you – I think you did because I remember – Responding because I played it. Too. I remember right, you I think saying I that this no right. Being I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, not, yeah. I'm not sure where it happened. <laughs> yeah, but th- that's essentially what what it is because it's on Game Pass. And I was like, well, shit, you know, whatever. I, I'm in the mood for some nostalgia. You know, quarantine life has you know things different. But um, yeah, the game has no business being as good as it has for a being a licensed game, b being a Power Rangers game, and c being like a twenty dollar budget title. Like it plays like a Marvel vs. Capcom game. Like, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, in the best way possible. Mm. Uh, and the thing is, I don't even have, like, we talk about, like, yeah, I have nostalgia for, like, Season 1 of Power Rangers and stuff like that, but the game is, like, this pretty much, like, like just grabbing characters from across the different universes, and oh, I'm like, I don't know who that, yeah, I don't know who this person is, whatever, but they're, they're yep. fun to play. Um, so it has a story mode, the sto- story mode, I mean, I want to say, like, it's great, but it's, it's serviceable, it has some interesting moments and stuff like that. Man, uh, uh, the voice Tom. actor. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that. Tommy is such. Or what was it? Um, Jason Frank. David or, Frank. David yep, Frank. Jason, sorry. He Jason, at, Jason David Frank. He's like Jason one David of the, Frank. The three yeah. named dudes. Yeah. He like. I, I don't want to totally disrespect the dude, but I just don't understand how, after decades of being in the industry, like film acting, whatever you want to call it. And his delivery is just so bad in a lot it's of his, his dialogue. Niche. I'm just like people expect it from him. <laughs> but there's just like where he's like, uh, like, uh, blah blah blah. I'm just like, dude, <laughs> no, what? It, it is bad. Like, it's, it's did you funny. do a one and done kind of thing? Because like, I'm not even a trained, and I'm pretty sure I could do a better impersonation but, of a but character you, than you. Than know it's guy. him. You know it's him. Yeah, you know it's him. And stuff like that. It's it sounds like the 20 year old or 19 year old version of himself, you know, from 25 years ago, yeah. <laughs> struggling through. Yeah, absolutely. But um, no, I mean, it, it's really cool. It has uh, an awesome cast of, uh, you know, rangers and, and villains and stuff like that. And the one really cool, like, thing that's unique to this is that um, you always have, like, a, uh, 
Zord or monster um, assist, like super assist, where like you call them out and you have like, I don't know, 10 seconds to use them. They have like different attacks that are either like powerful but centered or like a sweeping like all range one or medium in between one, stuff like that. Um, apparently game's doing pretty well because they're supporting it with like, I think they're on season two or season three of the passes and stuff like that. So that's awesome. It was great uh, for trying it out for free and stuff like that. So uh, shout out to the team. Uh, but the thing I played this past week was another game that became available instantly on Game Pass, and that's Streets of Rage 4. Uh, which, again, nice. uh, for being like, to that. I would definitely recommend it for being like a budget indie, you know, throwback title. Um, it just it looks awesome. It plays great. Uh, there's a lot of unlockables, actually, more than I would have thought for a game like this. And I won't spoil anything like that because I think it was one of those cool things, like as soon as you see you're like, nice and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but yeah, it, it's really awesome. It's it's super fun. Uh, it gets challenging. There have been a, there were a couple times where I, like I just game over. And I'm like, fuck this, like <laughs> fuck this game. And I'm just like, wow, like I just reverted to my ten year old self. We're just like, holy shit, like I, I just got mad at a video game and stuff like that for being cheap and or you know my my perception of you know that's that's cheap. That's not fair. Like how you know because the one thing is you don't have a block button in this game. Like I don't know if you know newer generations of gamers understand like. Back in the day, you didn't have a block button. It's you dodge. You dodge or you die. That's it. Um, so, and there are characters uh, that get more advanced and stuff like that. And it's like, yep, like they will exploit that, like the fact that they can move faster or combo or like have unblockable, or not unblockable, but like un, like very hard to dodge attacks and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it, it's awesome. I would definitely recommend you have Game Pass. Um, shout out for having four player local co-op and two player online. That's awesome. So, yeah, highly recommend that. Highly recommend it. Cool. cool. All right, uh, Corey. I guess the big thing that I played, because um, so I, I did play a little Final Fantasy, but it, it's been a little tough to get to that. Um, but the other big thing is Gears Tactics. Played that, and Gears Tactics is a fantastic implementation of the tactics game in using the Gears like universe, and they actually do a great job of taking the things you know from Gears and bring it into a tactics game. So you have you know, your chainsaws on the weapons, you have all the different enemies, and it, it obviously falls in line with what XCOM does, but makes it its own, and it still kind of stands on its own two feet. I could see this being you know, you know, in the collection of, if you like tactics games, not necessarily just sticking to XCOM, but this would be a good complement because you're not doing the exact same stuff. Yeah, so, and so question, question for you real quick. I've only played game Gears One from start to finish in mm-hmm. terms of story. I, I played two's multiplayer. Like, can you jump into tactics like without knowledge of the story and just like it's its own separate thing, or is it like dependent? So far, on, you know? it's um, okay. it takes. It seems like I mean, it's it's like Emergence Day, so it seems like a um, prequel almost. Okay. Really, yeah. Uh, yeah. Different group of characters, I assume. Or yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I'll probably load that up. It. It's definitely worth, especially Game Pass. You know, free. So. Yeah, Game Pass, I, uh, great value. Great value. I heard it's, I heard it's been really good. We're getting pretty good feedback from from what I heard on this. Like, I, I have to play it still. Uh, it looks awesome. So, right in my alley. Tactical game, cover shooter, mm-hmm. merge together, yep. cover tactical. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and like if yeah. you played the series, obviously you're gonna have a little more appreciation for it. But you also kind of like you recognize how the enemies behave. You're like, oh, this enemy would do this, and you're like, oh yeah, they're doing what they do, and <laughs> it's like pretty neat. So, <laughs> I think. Uh, I think I, I can appreciate Matt, Matt Piscatella's tweet the best when he said, like, I had a 90% to hit somebody, and I hit him. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, saw that. I, saw he, that. I know he's talking about XCOM, too. It's like, 90% chance you I'll, miss. Like, I'll never forget when uh, I lived with Buddha for that one year, and, like, I came home and I saw him playing XCOM, and he's, like, lining up the shot, and I was like, he's like, 
I, I think I can make this. It's like 80% shot. I'm like, you're not going to make that. And he fired. And he misses. And he's just like, dude. Like, I was just like, I told you. Like, not good enough. Not good enough. Oh, um, speaking of, like, calling out stuff. Like, we played uh, some games on Board Game Arena. Tony and I oh, and yeah, some yeah, of his yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. And one of the games is, like, a push-your-luck game uh, that we played. And there's these, like, hazards that come out. And so it's like... Uh, every time like a hazard comes out, if a second one comes out of the then, same type, like there's different types of the same type, right? Like, yeah, so you got snakes, rocks, slides, and stuff, and so like once one comes out, like the push your luck aspect is where do you keep going deeper into this, you know, temple to get treasure, or do you like get out with what so. you have? And there's like a certain number of cards, so the chances of pulling a, a, the second hazard is higher and higher. And so I think you and Hannah kept like going deeper and it's like and then I forget like who it was. Around, so yeah. yeah, someone was like, oh, well, snake's coming out. And then, bam, snake comes out. I, I, and then, I said it to Hannah, and she got so pissed. I thought she was going to rage quit. Yeah, and then, um, <laughs> like, this very next round, Same it was like, again. spider's coming out. And then, bam, spider came out. Yep. So, yeah, this was a sharing aspect. Gotta love RNG, yeah. Yeah, no, it's funny. Because, like, you'll have players who finish the game with, like, 20 points, and then some people have zero. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, but good stuff. All right, cool. All right, let's get into the gaming news and get into our list. Um, let's open this up. Movies, games. Oops, just close it out. All right, uh, let's see. We've got we've got a lot of news this week. Uh, there's a class action lawsuit against Microsoft. Did you guys see that for the uh, the controller drift finally? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, but, which, yeah, it has affected me. Like that elite controller, uh, it, it does break. Michael, my my cousin had the same problem as apparently I did, and I didn't even realize it. But it does affect your gameplay. So I understand being frustrated with a two hundred dollar device that doesn't work. It's just elite controller. I mean, all 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 controllers are susceptible to yeah. drift. It's it's just a, how modern controllers are made. But it seems like you know, just like the left Joy-Con. Just like the Xbox Elite control, which is why I never bought one because it's more prone to it. You know, Jimmy. Yeah, like, it is. It happened to you. I was like, shit, I'm not. I know. It was $150 for a controller that you know, I'm not using now. It's just sitting there. Uh, it's not usable. And so I'm bummed about that. Like, it does make me weary to buy an Elite 2 because uh, as much as I like the controller, I, I, what if it's the same problem? I don't trust it. So it's something that I, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to see what they address with this uh, and see. How least, long did it take for you to have that happen? It may have been happening for a while. I didn't even realize I had it happening until I was trying to move mm. up quickly, and I can't remember what that game was. Uh, but I couldn't move. Like I Ori. played, yeah, Ori, uh, and it was you know drifting, and yeah, it was like, I don't know, yeah. So, um, yeah, it controlled like crap. No, it wasn't. It was uh, control. Oh, control. Uh, right, yeah, right. I didn't notice it until control, and I had switched to, from Ori because if I tried Ori, I mean, I've been frustrated as hell. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, all right. Uh, let's see here. Assassin's Creed Valhalla got announced this week. Uh, so coming out holiday 2020, the next series that looks a lot like God of War, but clearly it was in development way before that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Before yeah. that came out. So we know that. But how much was it, you know, how much is going to be helped from that, first of all? And how much yeah. is it going to be inspired by that, too? Like, did they make changes to adjust to that? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, first of all... Look, I even you know said that in the Discord chat, which uh, if you're listening, feel free to join us. Uh, you can go to our um, social media sites and we'll give it to you. But um, I mean, just you can look just from the the art style. Like, I mean, the design. Like, obviously, they use like real world examples, um, yeah. you know, to recreate it. But like, just even the the axe on the on the cover, like, it looks so mm-hmm. similar and stuff. But you know, I think it's a good thing because it's one of those things where like, hey, you got people interested in like you know Norse mythology. It's like, okay, well, this is like perfect timing for another game that you know takes place in you know. 
a Norse world and stuff like that. So I think it'll be cool. Um, I expect we'll see like maybe an homage or uh, reference or you know quest name or something stupid where it's like, hey, you know, like boy or boy. You know, whatever like that. <laughs> exactly. You know, we'll, we'll do that. Because yeah. I don't think I don't think you know it's ever like a, oh you guys copied us. It's you know these days it's more about like hey respect. You know, shout yeah. out to you and stuff like that. So. Um, you know, all ships rise, you know, kind of. I mean, it makes sense. Like, Assassin's Creed isn't, like, tied down to what they've been doing. Like, they've been changing it up a lot. So, yeah, and Egyptian, Greek, Greek, and and Norse. And obviously, yeah, yeah, like, the thing is, like, you know, I used to really riff on it, but uh, I think the series has really transformed itself um, in the past few years just based on that because they slowed down. They stopped releasing annual, you know, if not more than one game, uh, Mm -hmm. took it back. We're like, hey, let's let's give it thematic let's let's you know make it worthwhile and interesting rather than just like one two three four like whatever i don't even know like liberation rogue like mm-hmm. just, just put a word after assassin's creed and it's it's its own thing it's like okay cool now it has you know this world building and you know like i said like uh, i think um origins was the first one where they're like hey we're we did so much research effort uh, energy into creating this world we're just gonna make a mode where it's like, hey, you just walk around museum and, mode and or whatever. Yeah, museum yeah. mode. And that was like, that's fantastic. Like that is something that is really cool. That's unique to like video games, where it's like, hey, we created all these assets. Maybe you're not good at games, or maybe you're not even interested in games, but you just want to go around a virtual Egyptian, you know, recreation. How about it? That's awesome. So uh, props Agreed. to Ubisoft, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, Mike, fan of the series. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm a still kind of like half lapsed on the series because i i was a big fan before and the the modern storyline has lost me for a while now but uh i'm i i really liked odyssey did I, you beat odyssey i forget if you ever mentioned it i beat odyssey i didn't get go into the uh there's a lot of dlc which i didn't feel it's crazy. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't feel like compelled. Too much content in this game. I, feel, I didn't feel yeah. compelled to jump into the, the the thing with odyssey is it felt a lot like the witcher um to me Witcher 3, except the story wasn't quite as interesting. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it had just a lot of content in the world. The world is big, lots of gear, stuff to upgrade. It's definitely different than how the, the previous games were. Odyssey and Origins are... Those two games are very similar, but they're very different from what came before. Uh, fundamentally very different, just the, the gameplay and the world and the building and how much, how big the world is. Um, so I expect this to be kind of like that. I heard that one of the new features is there's going to be more, more sort of like branching choice options. There was very limited bits of that in the previous games. Um, so we'll see how much that actually happens or affects it. Off. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm definitely interested in it. I liked God of War, obviously, a lot, too. I don't expect this to be too much like that. I expect this to play very similar to Odyssey, to be honest, but that's okay because the game was good. I just hope I get a little more attached to the characters and this will be a great game then. Um, so I'll, I'm probably going to get this coming out this holiday, which is good because I'm not sure what else is going to come out because everything else is up in the air, up in, the air. Yep. in my opinion, even though they have some release days in September, we'll see, but... Yeah, no, it, it looks good. Uh, I don't know too much outside of what I played in God of War about <laughs> Norse yeah. mythology. That and watching Thor movies. That's <laughs> that's the extent of my... Which is actually kind of a lot compared to a few years before, which was nothing. <laughs> the, problem, so. the problem I might have with this game is I... Because I didn't like... Um, you, don't, you didn't I, like I the slower, the sort of more... Yeah. Um, and now I'm used, to this, I'm used to this environment in God of War, which was 
not the best combat, but it was it was a lot of fun, and I'm afraid this won't be as fun. Hmm. And if it's going to take the game down for me, I'm not interested. In I would I would, I would say God of War had a little bit more lively combat than what That's we, what I'm saying. Like yeah. I love that aspect of it, but um you know, I'm afraid this one you I, I got frustrated with the Rome one. Like I just thought the combat was crap in it. I didn't like it. So I just I didn't like yeah, that. Yeah, and so. they try to leverage on like the Dark Souls kind of stuff. Yeah, it's that kind type of thing. It there's a there's like a shield and you like attack with a trigger type thing and yeah and you know do a roll to dodge all that type of stuff but it's not you can also sort of tease it if you want you could try to use you can up your upgrade your like assassin stuff so you could get your first cheap shot even on like boss characters just to do like an like assassin the first health meter yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's, that. that's how you so i that's how i played a lot of um a lot of Odyssey was I upped and you can like wear the certain clothes that enhance certain things. So I have like a loadout for like full assassin. Then I have a full like war fighting brawling type thing. So it's the, that RPG element is very cool. And I, if I want to take out a tough boss, yeah, I'll start with full assassin, take out a big chunk. Then I'll switch if I can <laughs> to a brawler type. So there's definitely ways to play this. And uh, hopefully this expands on it. I just want it to feel different enough because the last two were very similar. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see what else we have. We've got um, Jedi Fallen Order came out. The the download the DLC was free for download right now for people yeah. that own the game. Yeah. So. And it's nice uh, new challenges. Completely uh, unannounced. It's got a challenge mode in it, which uh, I appreciate. May the fourth. I like. Yeah, May the fourth. As Battlefront Two comes to an end, this gets a little bit more of a replay value. Battlefront 2 isn't really coming to an end. It just had its last update of content. So, but, uh, this both happened around. (laughs) They still have uh, 10 million concurrent active players in Fallen Order right now. I mean, that was was how many unique players. Oh, unique players. Unique player. Sorry. Wrong stat. (laughs) 10 million right number. uh, Wrong stat. (laughs) Would be very good for a single. Yeah, it would be very good. Yeah. I mean, so th- there's a new game plus, which I'm honestly less interested in because we've always could have replayed the story. But uh, <laughs> here, uh, and also you can't don't have your upgrades from the beginning, just of the nature of the uh, progression. How, how is so, it a new game plus if you don't start out with? It, it's, it's it's really not. stupid. It's really <laughs> stupid because it's just all of the uh, the uh, cosmetics. Cosmetics, and who cares? Like. That was I one mean, of the most the, disappointing set of cosmetics I've the ever light, seen in the my light, life. The lightsaber, the lightsaber stuff is kind of cool, except that's it. Most yeah. of the hilt, the most of the hilt, you can't really see most of the time because it's too far away. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but the ponchos. Uh, you guys didn't care about the ponchos. I, ponchos no. are garbage. They're, yeah, I agree. They're garbage. I, they're I'm using sarcastic. Yeah. The only the other thing is though the new game plus allow unlocks a the Inquisitor uh, outfit as a uh, cosmetic, which. Does it, that's if the more of the cosmetics were like that, then it might be interesting to collect them. But uh, so, but it's really the challenge mode for me. Uh, I'll definitely try, give it a try now. It, basically, you can fight all the bosses again, and or like different arrangements of enemies. And then there's even like a create your own version where you can yeah, just yeah. create your own maps counter, of yeah. enemies, which seems so you can create some stuff that seems almost impossible to deal with. <laughs> In this game, yeah. like like yeah. multiple bosses at once, and a game like this, but uh, so it's definitely a little bit of a replayability that I think the game needed. 
I know not everyone goes in for the challenges, and obviously we would prefer story content, but we're not going to get that until the next game. So I think this is pretty cool. It seems yeah. it, it could add a lot of playtime for certain people, so that's good. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get into the leaks. Um, so we've had last week, we were talking about The Last of Us 2, uh, and we thought that maybe an angry, disgruntled employee was the culprit for leaking the information and the, the, that was spoiled for a lot of people. It it's turns just out the, now, the, the timing and motive, it seems so so good. <laughs> yeah, turns out now it was hackers. Based on the old game, they used to hack into the system and get into the back door of the servers for naughty dog and get this information an older build of the game at least but it, you know it may not have been the final version but it is, it is a version of the game so uh when you have them saying like uh your experience will be greatly enhanced by actually playing this game uh you know you know it was pretty accurate <laughs> so yeah. um i'm sure I, the story was pretty locked down finalized before, yeah yeah so uh, they've been saying multiple times now like you, you have to experience it yourself you know you don't judge it based on what you've read um <laughs> So. Yeah, this is it's gonna hurt because it seems like the consensus from people who bother to get spoiled is they don't like it. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. It's, All right, <laughs> I'm not gonna ask it. Never mind. Not gonna ask it I either. Mean, so I'm 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 still on the fence. That's why I haven't spoiled myself yet. But I don't know. I think <clears throat> yeah. I think this next leak, we mentioned this leak last week or the week before the Pokemon source code got leaked a while back. And now it turns out like there's a lot of Nintendo source code being leaked yeah. like crazy. Yeah. Well, once again, I guess hackers said, hacked them. Yeah. Uh, we got nothing better to do. Yeah, one of <laughs> Nintendo's partners or something like that and completely got like we code, like dev code, like um, resource. It, it, it's crazy. It's one of the biggest leaks. Um, it's huge. For the and industry. I know that. I like the, the first comment was like, well, "What does this do for us? It's so old." And and I'm like, and then the first the, the guy's response to that was perfect. It's like, "Dude, what about like think about emulators? Like this is gonna be crazy for emulators." Well, it won't because um, emulation is is done by reverse engineering. Um, the hardware and stuff like that. No, that. so if they use the source code, Nintendo will 100% come after them because now it's not just, "Hey, we figured this out on our own by reverse engineering stuff." Now oh, they're okay. using. Now we like, just stole like it. Copyright, right? We, right. Essentially, we stole it, and Nintendo will come down. And various, like the biggest um, GameCube and Wii uh, emulation, which is the Dolphin, they flat yeah. out said, like, we're not, like, not even, we're not going to use it. They said we're not even going to look at it because it would be so hard to disprove. Like, hey, we looked at this, and it just so happened the next update, our emulators way better for some reason. It's like they would, they would absolutely get crushed by Nintendo's lawyers because they don't have, you know, they don't have fucking. 30 billion yeah. in, in their war chest to, to go to battle for no. that. But uh, so, so regardless, it's ridiculous. Um, we're finding out like they were even leaking like PowerPoint presentation. There's a PowerPoint Dude, presentation leaked... where Reggie has his like talking points like on the captions and stuff. Why like, they went with friends like, codes. Holy... Yeah. Why, they Why were they went with friends codes? It's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. it, it's absolutely crazy. So, uh, there's a lot in there. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, yeah. it sucks, but I don't think there's going to be too much like, like, it's up to the Wii, so I don't think it's going to hurt it's, Nintendo. But no. it's really fascinating just from like a historical, like, hey, that's, that's crazy uh, yeah. how long they were working on some of these things and stuff like that. But yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right. And uh, lastly, we've got the Summer of Games happening now. Uh, Jeff uh, Keeley um, tweeted out that this... Huh? Months. Right. Four months of gaming, uh, E3. Four months of E3 going on, uh, and Microsoft enhanced that even more this, uh, this this well today by talking about how you know May seventh is going to be the reveal for Xbox One, but then subsequent months they'll have constant 
news conferences to reveal their games and what's coming for the Xbox no, except one Xbox Series X. It's already got me messed up. <laughs> I um, told you. I know. Uh, so they're calling it Xbox 20 slash 20. Don't know yeah. about that. Like 2020 is a pretty shit year. I would not use that though. Yeah terminology so they get to uh, look into the future of xbox throughout the next few months they'll be giving you updates monthly on it, this so that's a pretty cool idea 2020 it, yeah, it is really yeah, it is really cool. like who would have ever thought that you know at some point like you could just create these like digital presentations and release them you know every month or so with new content to deliver yeah, to their fans without have to pay a fortune to yeah. Yeah. It's really weird, right? Like, yeah. just, man, it's so crazy. It's amazing how fast you can trans- transition into this, too. But jo- like, joking, you- aside, joking aside, uh, between that and Jeff Keighley's um, summer of, you know, whatever he's calling yeah. it, um, this is absolutely going to be, the, like, the final blow to E3. Uh, this is it. Yeah. It's Unless they come back to the board and negotiate with Jeff. Because, like, the thing is, regardless of what you want to say about, like, the Game Awards or whatever, Jeff knows how to put on a show. He has the contacts in the industry. Um, you know, he's the face of games in, in terms of, like, if you ask me... Um, when you think of E3, I mean, like, you think of right, Jeff Keighley, too. Right, exactly, exactly. Like, who so else have, is going to host E3? Right. Like, they have nobody. They have nobody. Yeah. They've never even like, fathomed the possibility. So, in, in my eyes, E3's got to come back to the table and try to, you know, sweeten the deal for, for Jeff, because, in my opinion, next year, it's going to be about this again. Because why, why would... You think Jeff is going to put all this time, effort, energy, money into doing this uh, just to go back next year and be like, yeah with e3 guys like no he's not gonna do that shit so yeah uh this will actually be the death of e3 now i, I know it was rumored that he was but... he was already planning on something like this anyways um anyway so there, there there was already not not like this but maybe it was another conference or something but that was the idea but mm-hmm. um so yeah i think you're right i think this is the end of e3 which but the time it's about the time and now we're getting four months of it apparently but i i still think like like e- EA is still going to have their June 11th um, press conference, so we're still going to get yeah, that. Some of them absolutely will, and I think yeah. what, who, I have, who I have a bet with Mike or Jim that will have like an E3 presentation. You, you have it with me uh, for okay. movies, for movies and, and shows. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's for movies and shows. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants Not to do a gaming game. one. Nobody wants to do a gaming one. No. Because I, okay, I, I, I agree. Just, sure, just making sure. Just making no, sure. I agree with you. So yeah, um, but all right, uh, that's it for the news this week. Um, we're gonna have more next week. We got Xbox being launched, so we're gonna have. Well, not launch, but we'll know the final price probably, I would hope. Maybe? I don't know. We'll see. Release date, maybe? I don't know. Games. Games. Give us games. This, this oh, week it's there's only, no games. This, there's this week it's third-party games. They've already said that's... It'll be third-party? Okay. Yeah. Well, no that'll games. be Thursday at uh, 12 o'clock Eastern. No, 11 o'clock Eastern. Yeah. So, all right. Um, let's get into our lists, guys. This is going to be our top five PlayStation 2 games. Now, uh, I was... Oh, this is going to be ugly. I wasn't like the biggest PlayStation 2 fan because I had my Dreamcast and then I went to the, the Xbox um, mm-hmm. and I had you know, so I but I did play it I did you know I did end up playing it quite a bit and uh, I I would have to say that I, I my number one was a game I had just played which was Shadow of the Colossus which I cannot make my number one and I agree with it I, I played it on the PS4 it's completely like frame rate wise look wise different game. Uh, so I, I, well, I knew when I put it on the list, I'm like, I have to make sure that this makes sense. So I text, I message you guys and I'm like, yeah, I was already on the fence. So it was like, all I needed was that little nudge to push me off. And I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't be on the list. So I will say that this list, um, had Shadow of the Colossus as number one, but because of that, everything gets to move up and sliding into my number five slot on this list is going to shock the world. Uh, because <gasps> I made fun of this game. I don't mention uh, I, <laughs> I make I make fun of this game 
I don't mention this well, game. Not ever. This well, not this game. game. Not this game. GTA 3, however, <laughs> I will put as my number five game for the PlayStation 2. Um, it's a fantastic game. For what, it did, what it brought uh, was unbelievable, especially coming from GTA 2, which was a completely different game. Uh, give, you know, I, I, give them credit. I mean, that is just an amazing open world experience and just driving around running over people and and it was just like Picking up committing crimes trying to get that <laughs> trying to trying to get that five star rating like getting the the tanks after you and the helicopters uh was was like we could just do that in the game for a while um it was, I, it like, was a fun game to love... fuck around with like yeah. just like mm-hmm. eh, that's I what it was. Like, just fuck around but i mean that's the point like that's why i made number five on the list because it is that kind of there was no game like that that you could just fuck around with like that on a console mm-hmm. um so it, unbelievable and it made my number five because it was like I'm looking at my list and I'm like, okay, it was there, and then I, and I was like, oh, Shadow of the Colossus is number one, so I bumped it. And then when you said it's got to go, you know, that's got to go, I'm like, yeah, it does. And I'm like, oh, here it comes back on number five. So I almost got to avoid mentioning how close it was to my top five, but it really is. I mean, I don't like the fact that GTA Five is still being purchased, uh, like nonstop, uh, and that's that's why I don't mention GTA Five much. But uh, this game was great, and I feel like this was obviously they've improved on what they've done with this game, but this brought the original uh, of it so alright that's number 5 um, Corey what was your number 5 uh, my number 5 is GTA San Andreas oh okay I think okay. that this was a better version of that game but uh, I didn't really play it that was the thing so yeah this um, you know had an island and you could like go to prison and go to the <laughs> do like work out and stuff well, it was the same thing though it was like really yeah. it wasn't about the story it was just about the playground, the sandbox that you could uh, mess around in. So, and yeah, I, I will caveat that I did not play much PlayStation Two stuff, and a lot of things that I'm thinking about was like, I'm like, oh, this is a great game, but I played it on Xbox, so none of that stuff is on my list. Yeah. All right, um, Tony. So it's funny because we had this conversation uh, because my number five is actually Shadow of the Colossus, but <laughs> I didn't play it on PS2 hardware. I played it on PS3 hardware. Because uh, it was the the collection, the up res version, the up, the up res one. Uh, so I'm I'm okay with bumping this one off, but I don't think it's as drastic as like the whole like asset, you know, recreation. No, it's stuff like completely that. redone. Yeah, right. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. That's but, like saying Final Fantasy VII remake is. <laughs> right, yeah. right, exactly. It's not. Um, so Jim, you, you know, I, I think you I, I, talk I about the game it. too while I talk about it. But no, no, I wanted you to talk about it because you know I want to talk about. It, but yeah, um, well, I'm not as high as probably like the critics are, are on the game. Uh, I do think it's. Um, an absolutely unique um, experience uh, in terms of like story. Uh, this is my number world four. World building. So, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you could talk about too. <laughs> but yeah, just like the the plot, um, the sense of like solitude. Actually, just going from like because there's only like one other NPC in the the whole entire game. Yeah. She's like there's spends most of it sleeping. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> just like you trying to figure out like. How to progress in this world? I mean, your horse becomes a character. Oh, I guess uh, I'm sorry, your horse, your companion. Um, But just the awesome feeling that you have when, like, you finally discover one of the the beasts, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Because colossals, the colossus, yeah, it just gets ridiculous from like, "Hey, just this like giant lumbering, you know, slow moving thing," to like, "Holy shit, this is like giant, like I don't know, like fish whale like creature or the bird in the sky." Yeah, yeah, the bird was crazy that yeah yeah and it's just so interesting and each of them is their own little puzzle on how to like take them down because you're just like this average dude with a regular sword there's no like extra items there's no nothing like that stuff like that so um beautiful soundtrack um graphics for the day were were amazing and you know the ps4 one obviously is breathtaking so if you have the chance to take yeah, if you have PlayStation 4, try it. Absolutely. Yeah, like I said, 
uh, if we when we do our list for PS4, I have to remember this you know game now because I can't put it on this list, but it should be like Absolutely. it was yeah. well done on mine. Uh, and the game is unbelievably like almost simple, like in terms of its premise, like what you're supposed to do. It was pretty straight, not, like pretty much straightforward, but not like the puzzles on how to beat the Colossus, but like you know where you were going and in the areas. Uh, and it was solitude, like it was just you and the horse riding for a long time, and you know there's only one other, like you said, NPC, and um, you know it was like for me, I think why this resonated so well for me is I think it did anybody else get like a never-ending story vibe? I don't know yeah, why, but I got I that vibe. I can like, see that. that. That was one of my favorite childhood movies, and I think when I played this game finally, that's what kind of I, that's what really I don't know what it was, but that's what it hit me. Like I was like, oh, I remember, like it feels like that for some reason, like. I felt like like a Treyu with a horse and stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. no, I ride there. But uh, Corey, you had it at your number four, so go on. Yeah, that's my number four. Uh, I did play this on PS2, nice. and um, the story is fantastic. Like you're saying, um, Tony, that like this and Jim, obviously, like the whole like solitude, like on your own, you're kind of just like thrown into this whole like this whole mi- like this mission essentially, like quest. You don't even know. Yeah, and you yeah, and you have no idea what's going on. And it's like, well, lift your sword up. It'll lead you to where you need to go. And it's like, but that's it. That's all you get. And then not only do you have to figure out how to defeat these giant rock monsters, you have to, you know, figure out how to find them. And and then also learn how they work and use that knowledge for the next ones and the next ones. And, yeah, just the the majesty of it is, I guess, is like, I'm trying to, like, it's just like, it was very majestic almost. And, um... There was like when you discovered one of the coloss colossi, whatever. Uh, it was like the little cutscene kind of thing, and those were. It was just like like oh my god, this is amazing! Like this thing is gigantic, and intimidating, uh, and it just really puts you in that like wow David versus Goliath feel to yeah. it. And then when you defeated it, you're like yeah, this is awesome. And then you know you just go and do it again. So um, yeah, and then that ending is just. Crazy. Oh, it's great. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and the one thing I want to shout out my style. Too, but yeah. Yeah. The one thing I, I do want to say is like um, the game does this really fantastic job at <clears throat> making you feel like even though like you're supposed to kill these monsters, like it makes you feel mm. like this this yeah. amount of guilt because they're just living their life and you're just coming around and be like, I'm gonna stab you. Sorry, like you're dead. Like I'm gonna kill you. It's like oh, I just need your why, power. Why am I doing this? Like, and the thing is, like you start to ask yeah. you. Why am I doing this? So it's, it's just crazy, but yeah, fantastic game. Yeah. Excellent. Mike, you're number five. Okay, so again, I'll, <laughs> a little preamble here. I was a GameCube guy, and I had almost oh. no interest in the PlayStation 2 at all. However, okay. late, late in the generation, I did get, I think, a slim version just to play a couple exclusives and some third-party games that weren't on the GameCube. So that's that's what we got here. This is this is a good chunk of my entire PlayStation 2 library here. So I'm going to start... Like, there might be like two or three games other than the, these five that I had and played. And also one of these I didn't actually play on the PlayStation 2. Anyway, <laughs> Jeopardy. Number five, <laughs> Jeopardy. Sony, Sony exclusive, sometimes Jeopardy, and... Uh, I played Jeopardy on the Genesis with my family a lot when I was younger, and this one, just an upgraded version of that, so I got it, liked it, Jeopardy. worked. Jeopardy, number five, PlayStation. Nice. <laughs> All right, number four for me, uh, MGS2. 
Wait, Cora's um, number five. Uh, no, he did San Andreas. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Number four for me was MGS2. Uh, would have been higher on my list until Tony made me realize that I can't remember much of that story whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, no, I I remember this game fondly, and, and it's mostly because of the soundtrack. I I love the soundtrack in this game. Is good. Uh, yeah, and I would play just the theme forever. Like I'd leave it on my TV just so I could listen to it. Um, I love the intro to that too. Love the intro to the game. Uh, I I was I didn't play Metal Gear before this, so I was not tied to Solid, Solid Snake. I didn't really know who that was. Uh, so I was fine for the character switch. I I thought it was I got made fun of massively at work when I was playing this game because of they were big Metal Gear fans, and it was like, dude, you like Raiden? I mean, what the thing? <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Uh, I was like, I like him. I don't know. I just thought it was cool, and I, I like the gameplay. I thought it was fun. I I played all the way through this game. Um, twice i think i did it i really enjoyed the gameplay i can't you're right remember anything about this there's snippets of the story that i do remember then the rest of it's just like i have no idea you like no idea who the hell that is um so yeah i can't it can't go farther up but yeah i i, I really enjoyed the game though so sorry uh cory we got your number four was shadow of the colossus yep. tony your number four <clears throat> get my duck up um uh, number four was devil may cry um for me, this is um, the start of the um, fast-paced action um, game, like 3D games, um, where it just, you know, it's the evolution of like brawler, like the brawler genre, like the 2D sides one, um, you know, genre where it's, it's kind of like shmups and brawlers combined. Yeah, combined and stuff like that. And Devil May Cry was this really awesome like combination of like gunplay uh, and sword play and stuff like that. And Dante was like such a cool character. Dante's and, the um, fucking man. Yeah. <laughs> and like even like the juggling like the game started off as a resident evil um freaking like yeah. spin-off and then at mm-hmm. some point they're like wait a second like you know let's just make it make a new franchise new new, new intellectual property and stuff like that um so it was really groundbreaking at the time um it was notorious for being a very difficult game for the time uh you know people allude to like just... devil or uh, dark souls but i would say don't like cry was like the equivalent on playstation 2 because i remember like struggling even the first boss the fucking giant yeah. lava spider kicked your holy ass holy shit yeah. kicked your yeah. ass um, in, fact, I remember, in fact i think he might be one of the harder bosses in the game like, he is because <laughs> you, you don't have like good weapons yeah. and good loadouts yeah. and stuff like that but um i remember like when i beat that game i felt really accomplished because i was like damn like hell yeah like I'm good at video games, this, stuff like that. Um, and this may be the pinnacle. Though. This may be the pinnacle of my gameplay. I'll be mentioning this later. Um, okay. But uh, it'll oh, be sorry, like it's, it's, yeah, it's okay. No, it's okay. Uh, but like, it's like I talk about how much I, I I just can't play Dark Souls and don't like it. But you know, I played through this game and beat it. And it was, I, like, it was our generation's Dark Souls. It was in my prime. Like my refle- yeah. my reflexes were still there. So uh, <laughs> you know, I you know, and that's a game that's based on quickness and timing. So. Uh, yeah. Anyways, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, Mike, number four. Okay, this is one of those third-party games that wasn't on GameCube for whatever reason. Uh, Star Wars Episode Three. Um, <laughs> episode Three. I don't know. Yeah. The based on the movie that came out during that time, there was a game. <laughs> and of course, there was a game. Yeah, and it was it always a game. I, I really liked it. Not only the the main story was okay, but it actually had a versus like lightsaber battle mode, and it, it was serviceable. It was pretty good. I liked I it. And, uh, you oh, could be like, okay. All right. I look at the box. I'm like, okay, now I remember this. It was yeah, also available on Xbox. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was on Xbox too, which I never had. So I don't know what's going to happen with that list. I never had an Xbox, but uh, and 
this game was good. I played it a bit. Then it got all scuffed up by the PlayStation 2 that I had. Even though it was the Slim, it decided to destroy this disc. Because PlayStation 2 is not a good system. I'm sorry. It's overrated. <laughs> but this game was pretty fun. Uh, I got what I wanted out of it. And I remember the box. Before. Yeah, I remember that box art now. So, yeah. But, but, I didn't know really it was the, that good. It was pretty the, highly rated. Yeah. The, ver- the versus mode is where it's at for this game. The story's okay. It's the same story that you know. But uh, Although there's, a, there's a, I think you can invert the ending a little bit depending on what you do somehow. <laughs> oh. All right, uh, let's see. My number three is Gran Turismo 4. Um, right. Gran Turismo 2 made my list. I would have done A-Spec, but uh, 4 came out on PS2 as well, and it was the finished version of that game, so it was like, I don't know. I just thought that was an excellent game. Um, yeah, so Very I... Very racer. Yeah. Oh, it was. Graphically, was incredible graphics for that time. Like, incredible. Uh, like, phew. And then driving-wise, it was just realistic simulator, the amount of cars, customizations. Uh, it was just unbelievable tracks. Uh, I could play that for hours and just keep playing that. Like the mm-hmm. – um, uh, what do, I can't remember the, note, the mode. It was just – it was like all-night driving. You could drive like for hours in that game, uh, and I would just do that. And it sounds boring, but I don't know what it was. I just loved those racing games back then. I just mm-hmm. – and I like, loved the graphics and owning different cars, and I don't know, just fed that – that want that I wish I was a billionaire and buying multiple cars, you know, so, um, satisfied the, the itch. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of the itch there. So as you can see with my car choices, I go through them quite quickly, but that's kind of this game. Yeah. You know, so, all right. Uh, number three for you, Corey. Number three is resident evil four. I'm guessing it might be on the list later on, but, uh, this game actually played this with a, a girlfriend at the time. This was her favorite game of ever, and so that's how I played it. And uh, yeah, it's it's my favorite Resident Evil game. I think probably yeah. uh, action, you know, action hero, you know, Leon Kennedy. Yeah. He's the Leon best. Leon Kennedy, Leon action not, hero. Kennedy. And, yeah, it's not on my list. Oh, it's not my list. Not my list oh, either. I but, it but it's somebody's list. The only reason it's on my list because I played it. Yeah, yeah. I, know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could talk about it. Yeah, it's a fantastic game. It was no. what made me um, truly get into Resident Evil because, like, previously one through three, I, I mostly watched my brother play because I was it was more fun to me to be like the navigator or guide or whatever. Sure. It was like puzzle solving, remembering like routes or layouts or something like that. But Resident Evil Four, I was like, hell yeah! Like just the atmosphere, um, even the, like the first trailer, which wasn't reminiscent of the final gameplay at all, but just really took uh, the action genre or you know took the horror genre and propelled the action genre forward because the whole revelation about this game which is the biggest contribution uh that i would say that like from that era the ps2 gamecube uh three uh, xbox era was moving the camera like just not behind the character but like slightly to the left where it's like you, you see mm-hmm. like from third like behind the shoulder because that just opened up like the gameplay opportunities and like the fact that like they designed the game around it, the, the way the enemies react and how they're laid out on the screen and stuff like that. But you saw Gears of War took it, and I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, almost every then, third person everything. Party that's how it is. Uncharted, like all that stuff. That's how they do it now. Yeah. You know, that's how they do no, it. No, and uh, but yeah, and it, obviously it's a fantastic game. And yes, it was on the GameCube, but I did not play it on the GameCube. No, Q, yeah, so. that's right. but yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, no, and uh, and. I think that it was a, a pretty big upgrade, obviously, from three, but just because three was, you know, essentially using a lot of the same assets as two, and that uh, was a continuation of that, and them changing it up so much in this game, and you know, making it a uh, more action-based, 
I'd say, than the uh, horror-based. Hmm. So that's three. Right. Uh, Tony, number three. Uh, my number three is Valkyrie Profile Samaria, also known as Valkyrie Profile 2. Um, this was um, one of my niche RPGs from the PS1 era, um, and it's just this interesting... Again, it's, um, if you don't listen to the podcast for the PS1, it's pretty much the same premise where you play as one of the three sisters of essentially death. Uh, as a Valkyrie, you just go around and collect souls of warriors who have mm-hmm. died, uh, usually a very tragic and unfortunate death, and you recruit them to fight in the war uh, of Asgard, um, you know, for basically, you know, Baal and, and whatnot. Um, but this one, uh, you played as, instead of the main character from the first one, which is Lenneth, you play as her sister, Silmaria. And she's a slightly different character. She's a bit more, mm, I don't want to say evil, but she's a bit darker, less friendly, you know, this and the other thing, less compassionate. So it's an interesting take. Uh, because you see things from her perspective um, and whatnot. There's some recurring characters, but it's one of those games where the PS2 really took it um, to an awesome direction. Where like I love the pixel work of the first one; and it's it's awesome, uh, and I love it. But the second one really did a lot of things, especially with the voice acting. Um, the the main villain in the game has one of the best voice actors in the business, and to my day, still like one of the best performances. But uh, it was just an awesome game. It's a shame that Square Enix, because uh, they own the rights now. Uh, aren't doing shit with the franchise. It's not even available on any modern platform. So, Square Enix, Final Fantasy VII Remake did well. Just fucking throw money at these other projects. You're making so much right now. I know you can <laughs> So just fucking do it. But yeah, that's all I have to say. All right, uh, all right Mike, you're number three. My number three, another licensed game that wasn't on the GameCube, is The Matrix Path of Neo. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Yep. I remember this now, now this there was Enter the Matrix which was before this and garbage and people were like why do I have to be these ghost like, or whatever ghost and uh, what was Jada Pinkett Smith's character's name I don't know it, well anyway Jada they Pinkett were Smith. did she have a character yeah. name or was she, did she play it herself <laughs> Night the Niobe or something yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah anyway that wasn't the only bad thing about the game it was just garbage but this one <laughs> you could finally be neo and um it actually was pretty good and so you had the con you had access to like obviously some melee combat weapons and even in certain specific areas they would like set you up kind of on rails flying around doing stuff like that but uh it was funny play through the pretty much the trilogy i guess if you want to call it that <laughs> the one good movie and a couple of things that happened that are the movies you can just call them the movies yeah yeah and um but it was fun because like it even incorporated certain aspects of like the lord into the combat so for example like agents obviously were a pretty common enemy at a fight but you if you shot at them they would always dodge it unless you kick them in the air and then they couldn't dodge it. Sorry. <laughs> I was not expecting a video. Sorry. <laughs> and then so when they're in the air you can shoot them uh, because they can't dodge obviously there's no they're not there's no ground to like move. So that was cool and I, it's again one of my like most memorable gaming moments because it happened somewhat organically I'm fighting a bunch of agents and I kick one down like the middle of like a wide spiral staircase and and I just jump down and, you know, slow motion bullet time, because of course this game has that. Shoot him while we're both falling down the, the middle of the staircase. I'm like, all right, 
now it just does. This game does it. It makes me feel like I'm in the Matrix. It makes me feel like I'm being Neo, and it was fun. Um, it wasn't perfect by any stretch, but it was just a, a fun game to play. And didn't, I, the, the Matrix was huge for me and my friends at this time. Didn't they have a Matrix online game, like on PC or something mm-hmm. like that? It was like, like a MMO or something. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. It was one of those things, like, yeah, for some reason, like, I always remember wanting that game, but I didn't have the PS2 at the time my brother did, and by the time, like, we had one, I just, like, forgot That's about great. it or whatever like that. But yeah. it'd be interesting, like, that, that is a game that I would love to see, like, maybe not this exact game, but, like, a Matrix game done on, like, the HD system, like, the modern systems, I think, would be... Yeah. Really cool with what they could do with like Speaking technology. Speaking of Matrix, like I think it, they, that got delayed, and delayed, apparently yeah. they have to. Corona takes another. He's got to finish that before he can do John Wick Four. Yeah. 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 Sorry. All right. Um, number two for me was Final Fantasy Ten. Cool. So, uh, I that was one of the earliest PlayStation Two games I played. Um, I apologize if I'm getting very pixelated right now. You guys are for me, so I guess I am for you. Am I? No. Not really. Oh, Corey no. dropped. Okay. Um. So. Uh, yeah. Anyways. You're fine. Corey dropped for me. Just push talk. through it. Push uh, through I'm it. Again with issues, it looks like. All right. Just anyways, talk. Final Fantasy X. Loved the gameplay. Uh, I actually loved the the world actually more than anything though in this game. Uh, that was the thing for me because it changed a lot of stuff. And there was the sphere grid to upgrade, which I didn't like. Uh, and there was a lot of things that people didn't like, but graphically it looked incredible. Uh, and there was such great moments in the game just like character to character that it stays with you. Like it wasn't like as impactful as final fantasy seven, but it was more impactful than, than, you know, final fantasy eight or, you know, that I had with eight. But, uh, I just, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed this game quite a bit. I didn't play the sequels. Um, 10, two, I was like, I never played that, but, uh, I did enjoy this game for what it was. I was happy for this, the, this being its only thing. Uh, and I didn't feel that you needed to play a sequel to a final fantasy game, which I thought was, you know, never happened before, and I don't, you know, don't know why they did that. To be honest with you, uh, cashing in, I guess, the name money. But yeah, the money. It looks so good too, graphically. I mean, it looked amazing. It still looks great. If you look at the images online, it still looks really good for the mm-hmm. when it came out in 05. That looks great. So that's my number two, uh, Corey. Number two. Uh, my number two is Persona Three. Oh, it's nice. That's my number two too. Yay, two two. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, Persona Three. Like it changed the game on Persona, and then and made it what we know persona is today and um it made you feel like you're this high school kid you know solving these mysteries and going into these uh and kind of having a social aspect to it uh and then also you know having the pokemon collection type of thing and and then going into this dungeon that was difficult as fuck (laughs) so um but uh this one was i like that it was darker still it was definitely they didn't yeah they didn't you know, move to the more light-hearted, you know, Persona 4 or 5 style. This one was definitely a lot darker. I mean, the way you called your Persona is basically shooting yourself in the head. Uh, the characters yeah. are fantastic, though. I really like the characters in this one. And, um, yeah, I mean... It's my I, favorite I, cast overall. Like Overall, like, I think the main characters were the best in this one. I, I like those. Um, and, yeah, and I like the uh, Velvet Room, like people best in this best, one i think they're you played the best in this one yeah so yeah I, I i like the setting a lot too but i mean they all have their their you know ups and downs but yeah this one had a lot of really good aspects to it so i'll let you talk about it too then tony yeah, yeah go ahead tony 
Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I mean, Persona 3 is one of those games where, like, you know, Mike is saying, like, third-party exclusives that were not available on other systems, and this one was an Atlas game. Um, and Persona was always, like, a super niche RPG in the first place. I think one of them was on PlayStation, one of them was on Super something like that. But anyway, uh, Persona 3 was the one where, like, I don't know, um, this is, like, back in our early, like, convention days and stuff like that, where, you know, somebody's like, ah, oh, Persona, you should try it. Like, you know, it's like, hey, I like Japanese RPGs. And like, Dude, I think Persona the only 3. reason I played this, actually, because I saw somebody cosplaying as, like, kids from the school. I was like, what is that cosplay? It's just okay, like, yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, gotta play this game now. Figure out nice. why people cosplaying it all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was really cool just because I was like, all right, I'll pick it up, and it really helped was just like the design of the characters was like super obviously super anime but it was super stylish too because they used a lot of like interesting color palettes and um silhouettes and stuff like that um but just the story was like hey you're like you know this new transfer kid to the school and some weird juju shit happens to you and it's like hey like uh when the clock hits midnight this midnight uh like shit's gonna happen um i don't know i'm gonna mix up with yeah, yeah like it, it, no, um, no, no, no. Tartarus. Uh, what the fuck was it? Um, what was it? The, the, there's, there's something about the time because it, it switches to like the evil time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah forget what it was, but basically, at some point during the night, pretty much the entire like like it was like an hour, like magic hour or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the witching hour, something like that, where like yeah. everybody else gets like frozen in time, but and monsters come out, but you and like your party members can go out and like fight them and stuff like that. But there's this overwhelming sense of dread from the beginning of the game that's just like, like basically like this God, like this demonic God or whatever is going to come and destroy humanity. And you can try to fight it. You can do these things to delay it, but it will happen. And like, that's just given to you from the forefront. And pretty much is like, you climb this tower to like, try to like ward it off and whatnot. And, uh, as the game progresses, it just gets darker. The characters, like the NPCs, are just like, yeah, things are really bad right now. Like, kind of like the year 2020. Like, it just keeps getting fucking worse. Um, and it just, it just stuck with me. The style of gameplay, um, it, again, brutally difficult game. Uh, unlike the modern personas, you could only control your playable character, like your player character in this one. The other three members mm-hmm. were just computer AI. So it's like, hey, I need this character to heal me, and it's like. Oh, I'm gonna cast like an no, offensive debuff or something like, like that. Right now. <laughs> and I'm just like, motherfucker, because again, it's hard because it's not like your whole party has to die. If the main your player character dies, game over. Right. Game over. So and you can't save like wherever you want. You can only save like every ten floors or something stupid like that. Uh, so I lost many hours of gameplay <laughs> due to uh, cheesy deaths and unlucky uh, AI and RMG and shit like that. But uh, overall, game was fantastic. Uh, my favorite persona overall, and I would love to see. Uh, speaking of remakes, I'd love to see a remake of three. Cool, Mike. My number two. Uh, this came from the time where this generation, I think, only uh, WWE had a different version for every system for uh, every game that they released. Not even different version. It was just like a totally different like series. So. Even though I did play, like, the, uh, I think there was the WrestleManias and then Day of Reckoning or here on GameCube, Here Comes the Pain is what I've started on the PlayStation 2. And WWE Here Comes the Pain is still referenced by wrestling game fans as one of the best, like, why can't we go back to this type of games? Even now, especially since everything is falling apart for them with 2K right now. Yeah. 
But uh, this one was good because it came at a very good time, I think, in the history in the early 2000s where they were able to get a very good roster together of the people who were current then. And they got Goldberg in there for the one year he was with them then. Uh, and the character people they didn't have, my other one of my other favorites was Hulk Hogan. He wasn't in the game, but they had his movesets and a good creative wrestler feature. So you could just put him in there and it'd be almost unrecognizable as like not a character within the game. And then, but really what got it was sort of like the open-ended sort of story mode. There wasn't a very scripted, linear, annoying story that we have on a lot of the wrestling games since then. It was like there would be just, you know, the events you would go to with your character and you would like, you could join factions or make him part of a faction and that would affect who would come to your aid in certain things. Or if you keep beating the same guy, a cutscene will trigger start a feud with this character and then you get a feud storyline or or someone would just randomly come up to you it's like do you want to like talk do whatever with this person that may or may not start a storyline so it was very sort of organic how it happened in the story and it was very interesting and it was ahead of its time and uh really one of the better wrestling games i've played like ever so uh that's my number two right up there playstation exclusive Nice. Number one uh, for me was uh, Devil May Cry, uh, as I mentioned before. So I've loved the character Dante so much that uh, I would play this in my at work, like in the, on the PS2 kiosk that we had in place, that weird-looking silver metal jaggy kiosk that they gave us. Uh, I remember that entirely. Like I would play this there and uh, love playing the, just the first level because you could just kind of pop in and play it. And uh, I just love playing that over and over and over again. But obviously, you guys know that I'm a huge fan of the series. This game spawned it. There was better ones. Devil May Cry 3 was great um, on the system. But Devil May Cry just kind of put it all in one kind of thing. But yeah, like you said, Tony, like this game, one of the harder games that, to come out. Uh, and um, I feel like it was like a Resident Evil spinoff or Onimusha, maybe? Was it Onimusha spinoff, possibly? Oh, maybe maybe I'm getting confused, but yeah, the whole thing I think started because um, well, whichever two one was, was a, two was a different game entirely, and then they threw the yeah, Devil May Cry license onto it, and that's why it kind of sucked. sucked. For yeah, a lot but, of people. yeah, that's why we didn't mention whichever that, one. Right. I forget if it was I, I could have sworn it was Ari, but but only Mush. But at some point they were like they couldn't fix this bug where when you killed an enemy, um, you could still hit its body and stuff like that in the air and like you know do the juggle thing, and they're like, damn, like. Why can't we, like, they couldn't fix it. They're like, wait, why don't we not make it a bug, but a feature? And it's like, we're going to make it this an action game, and it's all about scoring combos and stuff like yeah. that. And, like, that's the birth of Devil May Cry. Uh, that was the formula. Trying to get that uh, A rank, you know, C through S, I think it was. Um, but, uh, yeah, I love this game so much. Uh, it looked it looked great. The boss fights were incredible. Grand fights. Uh, you can unload your double, you know, double guns, you know, two-hand, you know, Double double loading guns, uh, giant sword, ebony um, and ivory. Yeah, ebony and ivory, and uh, yeah, it was just such great, great story. Like I said, the great, great character Dante, the original Dante, not the stupid remake one. Glad they went back to this one for Devil May Cry Five. Um, and uh, wasn't yeah, three on the? Um, yeah, three was on. Three was on PlayStation Two. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So it's very uh, very great game. That's a great game. I mean, that's like the best combination of like two was obviously we don't mention much uh one was awesome and then three was like the culmination like of what they built um you know so i don't know all right that's my number one uh core your number one uh it's kind of a cheat my number one but it's persona four yeah two like, personas okay yeah because 
I played. I didn't, I didn't play Did all of it on Vita. Yeah, I didn't play all of it on. <laughs> that's why it's <I> cheap. Because <laughs> I didn't play all, all the crap of it. On we two. gave you. <laughs> uh, I didn't play all of it on two. Uh, and then when Golden came out as well, I'm gonna play it on here because it's the best version of the game. But I I do think that they no with three they had a great formula and they like figured out what's really good about this game, and I love the setting and all the characters. But I think with four they they really made the the gameplay the best that it could be, yeah. and um, the gameplay was the most fun. And the story I mean story is great too, and characters are good. The main character is not as good, but I think supporting characters, you know, are really good, and I liked uh, what they did with it. And, but yeah, it's a little bit cheap just because I didn't finish. I didn't finish it on PlayStation. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Still yeah. it. But it's still like, yeah, my favorite. You played game. it, so I mean, it qualifies. You know. You yeah. yeah, you did. Yeah, and it was the, like the same. So it wasn't like mine, where it's a completely modified game. All right, uh, Tony, your number one. My number one, I suspect it might be Mike's number one, uh, but it's got um, Metal Gear Solid but, Snake Eater. I haven't heard, yeah, I haven't heard it from that. Yeah, guys, yeah so. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll talk about it. But, um, yeah, you know, when I think about the list, because it was interesting, because I go back, I went back, looked through my PlayStation 2 games that I still have, uh, and just did a Google search for, like, you know, highest rated, most, you know, critically rated, or whatever, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, a lot of these games just... Either they haven't aged well, or like I haven't played them in a while, or I just never played them at all, and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, like Grand Theft Auto was cool. I, I never personally got into it more than like, hey, I'll spend an hour or two yeah. like at a friend's just like dicking around and stuff like that. Not enough to like. Yeah, play. I always played the Xbox racing games. So. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, but Metal Gear Solid um, Snake Eater was the one where like you know don't get me wrong, two is a good game. I'm not, I don't want to bash it, but three was you know is my was my character Snake, you know, which is what I want to see, but. Um, the perfect story, uh, the perfect representation of like it, this political intrigue with like the Cold War and stuff like that, which previously I had no interest in. And like this game caused me like go out and like look up stuff about like the Cold because it's just like oh that's you know kind of interesting because you know it was uh, I, I, where is I, where is all that like real footage from that they have in this game? I wonder what that is. I think you know you can look up design documents by Kojima. I, they might have actually gotten permission to use some 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 real footage and whatnot, because uh, he's he's crazy with when it comes to accuracy for a lot of things and stuff like that. But uh, anyway, like the story is great. It, it has like the best um, antagonist in in gaming, in my opinion, um, just because they're, they're a constant presence from the get go. It's not like this like hey we talk about this character and you don't see them and you don't experience them until like the end or something like that. Um, unique boss battles, uh, just interesting ways to approach like um, combat in general. Like I loved, like they call it CQC, which is close quarters combat. Um, but in my opinion, like once I mastered CQC, I use that more than like weaponry. I would just be like, just, like run up and just go like, and like just go on. I would just like yeah. a Rambo motherfucker, just like see, like knifing people down like it's modern warfare, baby. Like <laughs> this is the thing. Like this is my number one game, even though I played it just three weeks ago and definitely not on the playstation 2 but <laughs> it, it wasn't much um changed though yeah so. i played technically i played a free version of a backwards compatible 360 version which is an up version of this game yeah, yeah. <laughs> it counts, it counts. It's, an, it's an up it's not a re, like a yeah master. um and uh, I, like i mean just gonna listen to about two three weeks ago because that's when i played this <laughs> um Initially, it was hard to get into because it did it, it, it's old and hard <laughs> at first. But once I learned 
and I didn't even learn everything right because I wasn't I didn't know how to do all the uh, what is it again CQC CQC yeah CQC stuff like I didn't really know how to do that until like the end of the game like that's why I wanted to go back and I did a little bit but um, once I figured everything out like it, it just got better and better as I went through it and like by the end of it I'm like oh crap I want to play more of this. <laughs> yeah. um, but no it, it was again like my only experience and this is sort of outside of the uh, the spirit of this list a little bit because I'm going forward in time here but my only experience really with Metal Gear before this was Metal Gear Solid 5 which I thought was a great game too but um, here like the story made sense the whole time <laughs> the whole the whole way through right like and, it wasn't and, bullshit yeah and it, it, like and uh, some of uh, as you'll well we heard from my golden iron we'll probably hear this when we talk about GameCube too some of my favorite games were you know spy based James Bond type games this was basically a James Bond like story like the opening is a James Bond theme yeah, <laughs> exactly and uh, so and somehow the same character I played with again um, well, sort of, because of the nonsense of five, but yeah. <laughs> ostensibly the same character. <laughs> um, and uh, so, it, and uh, it just grew, and it made sense, and I learned it, and I got over the sort of stiff. Con- they're not that really stiff controls. It's just the camera was stuff here and there, but uh, yeah. there's just details. So much details too. Like you it can like the detail. He's Kojima. Like say what you want about him, but like he is a particular guy that just knows the attention to yeah he yeah. he just nails it and you know one of the things don't want to interrupt you but like one of the things i love about it's like they're just systems upon systems and for a playstation 2 game it's way ahead of the time like way yeah. ahead of the time. Uh, it felt it felt like once i got into it, i'm like oh this is a game i i got it now and uh i think i still think um especially considering this was so back then like the fight with um the end the was, end one of my favorite boss fights I've played, even even now, even even when it's super dated at this time, it still yeah, was like 15 years old or something like yeah. that. Like it still holds up. And uh, aside from that too, like the last the last fight of the game is just so memorable for me. Like I don't think it was particularly challenging or anything like that, but like just the where the environment took, like just the emotional like uh, the exchange of dialogue, yeah, the lead up, just like mm-hmm. it's like you have to do this thing because you don't have a choice even though the character themselves doesn't want to go through with this and it's just like holy shit and like not even that but like the like after the, that and like the ending the like ending sequence um you know which uh i think they used as a cover for the the substance whatever the, like the remix like final version um you know him giving the salute just like just like you know those things are like tear tear i you know. i, I I insisted on going non-lethal, even though I knew it wouldn't really make a difference. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Same here, man. Same here. <laughs> yeah, wonderful game. Cool. Great. All right. Uh, Mike, what was your number two? I didn't write it down. Mine was Here Comes the Pain, WWE. Here Comes the Pain. WWE. Well, that's going to make our list. <clears throat> I don't remember that one. Is that the where they had like, the verses? Was it like the two sides? Oh, there was Sack- uh, SmackDown versus Raw, wasn't that? Was, no, like, no. No, this was... Um, it's just, it's hard to describe it. It's just a good PlayStation 2 game, honestly. <laughs> it's going to be tied. Of wrestling. We're going to have it's a tied number five game. for that. Yep. So it's WWE at number five. If we do the list, uh, it should be tied here, it looks like. Uh, believe it or not, because of the double vote for Persona 3, that has jumped to number two uh, on our <laughs> list. 
Um, so here's our list because we had a pretty diverse set of lists here. They were all yeah, pretty I, much I, different. It, it speaks yeah. to the, the diversity and breadth of games available on the PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, you know. The only overlap was really Metal Gear Solid 3 and Persona 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so and Metal Gear Solid 3, unanimous number one. Oh, and Devil May Cry. So yeah, that's why I made number three. So, But number five, I have Final Fantasy X and WWE because they were our number two games. Uh, and then Persona 4 at number four. Uh, and then Devil May Cry at number three. Persona 3 at number two. And MGS 3 at number one. That's mm-hmm. our top five list just the way everything fell with it all being diverse we had to get into our number two picks um so and persona three jumped to number two because of double double twos so (laughs) so that's our list so there you go guys i hope you enjoyed this list thanks for tuning in you can write us podcast at allingeek.net follow us on twitter allingeek like us on facebook if you watch this on youtube hit that subscribe button hit the like button we appreciate it tune in next week we're gonna have a deep dive on a game a game franchise we'll see you guys then thanks